Welcome to Trust Me, the podcast. We are your hosts, Beth Finkel and Kiana Salucci. And we are here to share with you how we create magic in our everyday while balancing family, careers, and relationships. Today, we are in June, and we're kicking it off with a shout-out episode. Yanni and I both have young kids, and we're sort of at a juncture of the year where it gets a little bit crazy. Schools are ending, summer is starting up here in the Northeast, and I don't know about you, Yanni, but like I basically need an Excel sheet to like keep account of like where my kids are, who's watching them, what days I'm working, what days I'm off, when are vacations, what camps are they going to, all the things. We want to spend some time today shouting out the people that we are most grateful for. And the first people that come to my mind are my kids' teachers this year. Yeah. And I'm, I've been thankful for my kids' teachers every year, but this year was a very special year for me um, because it seemed like we just hit that groove with my kids, especially Nicholas, um, where I could almost take a deep breath because I knew they were solid with who was with them. Like I knew we had a plan. The communication was good. And like, I cannot thank every teacher out there enough for what they pour into our children every day. When I think about the quote, you are only as happy as your like saddest child. Like that's rings so true to me. Like I am only as happy as my saddest child. And, and that's just so true for me this year because there was a bright light that came back for Nicholas and our relationship because he had a support system in place that worked for him. No, that's, that's, I mean, just having that in general for anyone, but for a child to feel supported yeah. in at home, at school, wherever is, is huge. And it's bigger than a lot of people think. Like if I reflect and I did some reflecting, I always try to spend like some time doing some personal thank yous to the teachers, to our principal for his leadership. Um, and so as I was reflecting this year on Nicholas, my neurodivergent child, high ADHD needs, you know, I saw him again as that little boy before he was diagnosed with ADHD for the first time in like five years. I love that. And I saw the beauty in him. And it's not that that was gone over the last handful of years, but it has been a really hard journey. Figuring it out, supporting him, getting his teachers on board, getting his paperwork and his support mechanisms together. I just missed the view that I saw before the diagnosis came into place. And I just have an immense gratitude to teachers in general because they are truly an extension of us as parents. And I don't think that they get enough credit and I don't think Not at that, all. that they get enough thanks. Not at all. For, for us, the twins started preschool. This is their second year. They have, they finished yesterday. 
but when I was taking them to school their first day, I didn't think before that, that I was going to be emotional until that day came. And I remember like walking them in, saying my goodbyes, giving kisses and hugs and going back to my car and knowing that like, oh my gosh, like someone is going to be in charge of my children for this duration of time. And it's not me. And that scares me because I was always there. I stayed at home with them for four years. So for me, I was like, oh my gosh, like they're going into someone else's hands and this is terrifying. And as much research and questions I asked, you know, prior to enrolling them into school, I did not know any of these teachers personally. And that was a a very scary time for me, not for them. They went in and was like, bye mom, I got this, so excited. You know, they could care less, but for me it was so, you know, scary. But the teachers at their school have made that the whole process so much easier for me Mm. because naturally the first day I was nervous, I was scared, but days after and weeks and months after and years, because they, you know, they, they just finished their second year. I had no problem taking them to school. I knew that these teachers were going to have their best interest or want to make sure that they were okay. And I'm just so grateful to have, because not, not people, not all people have that kind of experience with teachers sometimes, you know? So for me at a time that was scary for me, they made the whole process just so much easier and they were like more than great to my kids. And I'm more than grateful. I love how you're talking about that unseen workload that they take on too. You know, there's an unseen workload of just helping us parents feel better that they may not even realize that they're taking that on and they are. And I know that people do struggle with teachers and and I've seen people kind of rag on teachers. And I always try to have compassion and empathy for both ends, but mostly for the teachers because they have so much on their plate, including their own lives. So I will always err on the side of supporting the teacher versus weighing in to the negativity from a parent. Always. Right. Right. Because, I mean, as parents, sometimes... You know, in some cases, it could be an expectation thing where you're expecting too much out of this one person. You're expecting to have, you know, this person, this teacher to give your kid everything when they are amongst, gosh, what, 20 kids? Yeah. Sometimes sometimes more. more. You know, and you're expecting this one person to give your child everything. Yep. And a lot of times with that expectation can come, you know, just, I don't even know, like, it could just be failure to you. It could be Mm -hmm. just unrealistic expectations 
that are never going to be met because not one person can give your child everything. Not even you as a mother or as a dad or whoever, as a guardian of a child, you can't give them everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's what life is for. And you that's can give like them what other... you have and that's it. Yeah. And they're human. So that's like another, you know, another piece of gratitude in this equation for me is the ability to be activated in their school experience because there is so much complexity that goes on. And the element of burnout in our education system for our teachers is very, very high. They've basically spent three years plus in sort of this open pandemic. You know, they're at the state of strain. Like they have not had a chance to oscillate back to comfort, oscillate back to like, feeling good what they know they've stayed in a state of strain over these last three years so it's almost like we have to have empathy if if they're making mistakes or if they don't show up in the perfect way that we want them to we have to get activated and help them find another pathway through whether that's extracurricular whether that's being in the classroom more whether that's you know advocating for different sets of support it can't just be let's blame the teacher that it's not working and and that's that. No, we have yeah. to figure out another pathway to work with the system at hand. And sometimes that might feel like, you know, as a parent, you putting more into your child so that the expectation of what a teacher should be giving them might be more attainable. Yeah. So like spending that time that, you know, and I'm not saying that we're not already doing that, but a lot of that stuff happens from being at home and how they're taught and, you know, oh totally how, you know, all that. So it's, it starts there. And then what happens is we talked about this too in previous um, episodes that like they become a reflection of that when you're not around. Yep. You know what I mean? So Sometimes instead of like pointing the finger, we have to really look inside ourselves and say, okay, what can I do on my end to make this part of it or this situation um, easier? Yeah. And that's like when I talk about shouting out the teachers that truly I felt like I was part of a team this year in my kids' education. And I'm just so grateful for that. So I would say just sort of on that note, if you're you're sitting on the sidelines, like get in there, get in the game, yeah. be part of the team. It you will have a better experience as a parent and your child will ultimately have a better experience in their education because you're yeah. proactively on top of things instead of yeah. always being reactionary when something doesn't happen or doesn't go the way that you would like it to. I've what are you shouting out? What am I shouting out? Yeah, what are you thankful for? Let's hear it. I'm just going to give you guys a little Snoop Dogg moment for a second. And I want to shout out me for being me. <laughs> and, for getting, and for getting shit done. And, through, and, and this is all honest, guys. Like, this is all honesty. On my list of, you know, things I'm thankful for, the first one is <laughs> myself. I feel bad because best, like, I want to shout out the teachers and I'm like, oh, <laughs> dang, You're dang. Like, Me too. 
but but I was like, yeah, teachers do a lot. Yeah, they do. No. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, like literally, and I'm just being authentic. When I was coming up with my list, that was literally under things to be thankful for. It says me. I'm here for it. I'm saying that. And hear me out, guys, before you judge me. Hear me out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying that because, and this is just for me personally. So I'm not here to tell you guys that, oh, the first thing on your list should be yourself. I'm not saying that. I'm just being honest about literally the first thought that came to my mind. And I just put it down on paper um, because that's what I do. But it was myself. and And I'm saying this because the last two years have been so crazy, so amazing. I am so blessed. Um, but they've been probably, probably two of the hardest years I've ever had. And there was a lot of things that I let go, let go of, um, that didn't serve me anymore. And that whole process, even though it feels so good, it's, it's very hard. Um, I've passed torches to people that I never thought I would do. Um, I've committed to a place, um, a home with my family in a different state where prior to two years ago, I never thought would happen. Um, I... Open, I had another baby. I opened another studio. So all of these things were all very, very, very scary things for me. And I'm here. I'm showing up. I'm still doing the things that scare me. And I'm on here with you talking. I love it. Doing this podcast. And this is something <clears throat> that two years ago, I didn't think that I had the time for. The mental clarity, like the mental space for, like, and I'm doing it. So myself is who I'm truly thankful for of how I'm growing and the direction that I'm growing and how I was able to pivot and move and change and create and all of those things in the midst of the crazy world we all live in and the midst of, you know, kids being crazy and you know, work-life balance and, you know, cooking dinner and feeling good about it. And your kids are like, I don't eat potatoes today. You know, like those sort of things. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in the midst of all that, I feel like I'm coming out stronger than I ever was. And I'm so grateful for who I've become this day. So I'm judging so you I hope because all- I, f- I feel like I'm judging you because I'm, I don't really see your kids eating potatoes. <laughs> they don't. They don't. But like, literally, I'm not going to lie. This is, I can't make this up. My daughter says yesterday, like Zara is very, very, she's probably the sweetest, one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my life. She's like, she's, she's special, but she gets, she has a side tour that just comes out once in a while and is a little terrifying. <laughs> and she says things <laughs> that you're like, wait, what? But she tells me yesterday. I, I and I, maybe I made this mistake because I asked her like, "What do you want for dinner tonight?" And she says, "A Caesar salad." And oh I was like, "Oh gosh. darn it!" And I said, "Oh darn it, Zara, we don't have lettuce. We don't have lettuce." And at this time, I was like, "Sorry, flirting with that line." I'm like, "I don't feel like going out to the store getting. We don't have lettuce, but these are your other options." 
And she tells me, she looks at me and she goes, and this is like with the straightest face. She's like, well, if you're not ordering takeout and I'm not eating a Caesar salad, then I'm not eating. Oh my God. And so I was like, <laughs> no. So I, I order a Caesar salad. <laughs> I order a Caesar salad. I feel like a chump. I feel like she chumped me. You are I like a chump. ordered. I like ordered dinner out and I got her a Caesar salad. It was just like it was easier to just cave than quiet, to quiet fight. the beast. It, yeah, sometimes you gotta pick your battles and this was a battle I was not willing to go. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I was very much like Zara as a kid. I mean, you could probably tell I was like that, but yeah. I would, my mom would say that to me all the time, like pick and choose your battles. And I'd be like, no, mom, I'm picking everyone. I'm choosing to pick everyone. <laughs> and she's like, that's not a good thing. Like, I don't want you doing that. And I was like, well, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> See, and you have not changed. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. That's so funny. But yeah, so my kids, they get, they get crazy when it comes to food, but you know, just making sure that you know, somewhere on that list of who you're thankful for. Yeah. It does not have to be number one. Beth, you taught us that, that it could be the teachers. Teachers, <laughs> I love you guys. I really do. I'm here for you. Number two. But, <laughs> number two. No, But somewhere <laughs> on this list, you want to make sure that like you're, you put yourself on there because we are amazing human beings and mm. we take on a lot and just bearing children alone is one of the hardest things you could do understanding your power is already inside you and your strength and to me like they're important you know yeah you give you give you give a woman a house she makes it a home you give her food groceries and you know vegetables or whatever they make it a meal like you know, we are the original creators and I love that you are special. And I think that like somewhere on this list of things to be thankful for, please include yourself in capital letters. Oh, I love that. Um, what else do you have on there? That's it. What else do I have? <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. My list stops there. Um... I am thankful for myself. And myself and that's it snoop dog and snoop dog snoop for the dog. saying <laughs> yeah thank you so much for inspiring me snoop i love you um but uh the other one other thing i'm for so many different things um um and these are not necessarily uh in order but the other thing i'm very thankful for is my husband of course um, my husband my husband dan um i'm thankful for him and the, I can go on and on and on, but oh just my God, having a let partner me, in life just makes me feel good. Let me tell good. you about a rant with Mike the other day. So I, tell you know, everything. Mike is a hater. Mike is a number yeah. one hater. And then when we get famous, he's going to be the number one congratulator. Wait, can I, can I just, I just want to piggyback off that, right? Beth's husband, Mike, is by far one of the funniest people that I've ever met. And he doesn't know how funny he is. But I remember the first like few times I met him, the things he would say, and I'm like, oh wait, he's serious. Oh shit, this is hilarious. So he's, he's, I, he's, he's serious because he says whatever he wants and it's, it's, it's yeah, you, you it's gotta, you gotta funny. be there. Yeah, so so he's the he's the hater on the podcast, and I'm like, you know, but he wants to be a guest, and I'm like, you yeah. can't be a hater and a guest. And you know, I was he like, loves you know, what we're doing. 
he does, but he still has yeah. the hate on it. And so I go, you know, Dan, when Yanni tells Dan about a, a topic, he'll be like, that's fire. And he was like, of course he is. I'm like, yes, because he is a congratulator. He is not a hater. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dan can hate sometimes. I love you, boo, but he can hate. Um, but so, yeah, just just having, um, like I said, I can go on for days, but just having a partner, you know, built in. And it's a partner and, you know, raising our children or my marriage and businesses and things like that. Like he is just my, my go-to guy. And I'm just so thankful that I have someone like that. And rather for you guys, if it's a husband, a wife, a friend, a grandmother, a mother, whatever, having that person that you can count on and that can, you know, celebrate you and your good times and, you know, walk you through some of your bad times. Just having someone is very important. And whoever that person is in your life, like be yeah. thankful for them because they're yeah, good. Yeah, having that, having that person. And actually... In neurochemistry, when you have that rock solid person in your life, you are doing well. Like you're already on like, you know, they say kind of like in simplest terms, how are you today? Above the line or below the line? When you have that solid social support, whether it is a partner or whether it's like a best friend at work or best whatever, you are more likely to be above the line like nine out of 10 times. Yeah. Because you have yep. that person. Yep. Because when things, when you do feel like you're below that line, that's that person just, you know, pulls you right out of that water. You know what I mean? Yeah. So gives you reality, like a reality check. Like, no, this is your head talking, but this, you know, reality is you're actually doing okay. Oh, I've been talked off. I've been talked off a ledge multiple times. So, so yeah, I totally, I totally understand that. Yeah. And in that same vein, we're a part of this group. I'm so thankful for our circle of friends who literally just were unbreakable. And yeah. of course, you know, there's ebbs and flows of friendship over the years, but we have been so solid for so long. Solid. We're talking about our high school group of friends. And, you know, we used to do like these crazy trips before we were all even married. And now we're married with kids and we're still traveling together, still loving on each other, still laughing and poking and enjoying each other. It's yeah. like such a beautiful thing I for me. I literally have on my list, it's so funny you said that, that it says the people that sit at my table. Uh, I love that. And my friends, those people, you guys know who you are. Um having that core that is beyond and it's it's a feeling that I get that is so strong it's people that you've hand picked mm -hmm. to be mm -hmm. a part of your life your and it family. makes me feel so your family and it makes me feel so good that the people that I hand picked and for me I'm saying like 15 16 years ago and for you guys it's like 20 25 years ago but the yeah. people that I the people that I handpicked then are like, I was that good and intuitive then to know that these people that I handpicked will be throughout the whole journey of I my know. Life. How lucky can you get by doing that? Like with very little drama, like if any. <laughs> Beth, I'm literally, that's why I said I thank me because I'm that good. 
<laughs> that I handpicked all you guys and like you're still here. Like I knew. I knew then. Well, that's all right because you're the 39-year-old about to plan the 40-year-old's birthday parties. She's cracking up. Beth swears we're the same age, y'all. She's like 10 years <laughs> older than me. <laughs> She's always but, like, yeah, like our age. I'm like, your age? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about to plan my birthday. We're, we're going. We're going up. out. We're going up. out and away. <laughs> in the air up. somewhere. In the area. I love it. No, in the but, air. We're, oh, we're, in the air we're somewhere. In the air, transported by air somewhere. Guys, we're going to end up at in Westchester at a. Uh, no, we're not. At no, we are not. In my backyard. We better not. We better not because I will walk to the Philadelphia airport from there. Well, if 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 you guys do that. I'm not coming if if y'all do that. I'm not flying. But you're planning it. You're planning it. We're planning it and you know I'm going somewhere extravagant. (laughs) (laughs) But the people that sit at your table, guys, like those people. And it's going to look different for every person, right? Um. But the people that sit at your table are also people that feed you and feed your life Ugh. in the best ways possible. And if you don't have, you know, a support system or people that sit at your table, find those people. Find those things. Yeah. And your table does not have to be filled. It doesn't have to be a long Italian style table. It can be a round table with four people. It can be a two top. Whatever that looks like for you, you know, whatever that looks like for you, surrounding your, yourself around a core group of people that feed you and you feed them is not only important for your mental health, just knowing that you have a support system will just allow you to travel further in life. Yeah. Yeah. And do your part by that too. Oh yeah. You know, everybody's going to fall off every once in a while and that's okay. But notice when that's happening with people so that you can pull them back in like that invisible rope that you talk about with your dad. You haven't quoted him in a while, by the way, he's probably going to stop listening. I'm cracking (laughs) up. Um, but yeah, do your part around that. Like if you notice somebody has fallen off or they're in a rut, be, be a little more giving in those relationships at that time to say, you know, I'm still going to show up for you. Yeah, for sure. You know, relationships, we talk about relationships a lot and, you know, they go both ways and keeping, sustaining relationships isn't easy in a marriage and a friendship, um, and a partnership, whatever it is, they're not easy. They take effort. And that effort goes both ways. You give and you get, you know? So you get so out. So this is a in. little this is a little different, I guess, for something that I'm thankful for, but I really am thankful for this. And that is my Prozac, my anxiety medicine. <laughs> whatever keeps you going. I have to say, I'm so thankful for that. I'm pro, you know, obviously we are not doctors on this pod and, and follow your, follow your doctor's ad- advice and guidance. Um, but 
it has just unlocked a part of myself to be present in this world that we're all walking around in that was never available to me. And I was just coping with anxiety for a long time before I actually got serious about dealing with it. And it's really just changed the trajectory of my life. Um, So I'm thankful for modern medicine, (laughs) like a great deal. I love that. So the next thing on my list is, if you guys don't know, um, my sister, who is Mimi, um, all my my kids, my nieces, nephews, her name is Emerald, but everyone calls her Mimi. I am so thankful for my Mimi. Um, She is essentially like, she's my nanny. She is me when I'm not around. She helps take care of my children with me. She helps, you know, I mean, she is like the ultimate person and she makes our lives so much easier. And I'm so, I am more than grateful for her. Not only are we obviously sisters and very, very close. She's one of my best friends, but my kids adore her. Mm. And I mean, she goes everywhere with us. She goes on vacations. She goes, she goes everywhere with us and she helps raise our children. And it is the best thing. Sometimes when moving out of state and not having family around can be very tough, especially when you're raising children. And she has filled that void for me more than I can, I can't even thank her enough, but she's filled that void for me with not having family around. She is everything to us. And I'm like beyond, and I know Dan will, you know, could say the same thing, but you know, she, she is, she's heaven sent. So I will tell you when we were in Maine a few summers back, um, you were pregnant with Indy and I, I don't know what, what was going on the night before, but you had you were sleeping still and it was early in the morning because I think I had a little Lucas was little then so I was up and I remember the twins coming down I think it was Isaac and he just snuggled up with her and she like kind of still stayed sleeping he was like reading doing whatever but he just like snuggled up with her because that was his person in the Mm -hmm. room like you and Dan weren't there I don't know where Dan was I think you were still sleeping and it was such a beautiful thing to see because it, it's not that she's just your family, but like he, that was his person, you yeah. know, in the room. And it just was so natural and it mm-hmm. was so beautiful. And it's multi generational family living, which is a little yeah. atypical. Right. Um, and I just, I loved it. I loved seeing yeah. that. She is, she's, she's my girl and she, and she loves it. She, she's grateful. She loves it. And I couldn't picture, me in this state right now, living a life without her. Um, yeah, she's that's, she's my, that's my girl. So I had to. I was like, I can't go throughout this whole list without shouting out my Mimi. That's my girl. Yeah, and we love adore it. her. And we love you, Mimi. We love you, Mimi. Um, one of the things that I have on my list is COVID, and that's mm. another one that may cause a little bit of eyebrow raise, but I am thankful for the pandemic in more ways than 
than one. Of course, I'm not thankful for the devastation and the lives lost and the burnout and some of the aftermath. I'm, I'm not thankful for that part. But what I am thankful for is it allowing us as a society to take a beat and slow down to figure out what's important. And mm-hmm. there are so many things that I think I thought were important before the pandemic that don't even register on my life or in my life current day. Oh yeah, There are so many things that, that I would have said needed to happen or, you know, had to happen that now I'm like, those things don't matter at all. Yeah. It's just like the hustle and bustle of life pre-pandemic. Like I look back at it, I'm like, that is just so unsustainable. And it's trying me. It's trying to come back. I feel it. I feel the pressure. I feel society. And I'm like, no, we are staying on this road that we're present. We're slowing down a bit. Our kids aren't doing a thousand different things, even if it means they're going to get left behind a little bit. We can't do it all. And I'm so thankful that COVID gave me that lens for life and society. But then I'm also thankful for COVID for giving me the empowerment to be the mom that I am. Because I don't know that I thought I was fully able then as I do now. And now I'm like, I got this and no one else is going to have this more than me with my kids at home. Like this is mine to have and, and, and do the damn thing with. And no one else is going to do it better. I have a level of confidence that I would not have had or would not have said that I had pre-COVID. Yeah. I think a lot of times in life, we get so caught up in the day-to-day and we don't take that time. And we don't even know beyond what we're doing. We can't even think differently, you know, because you're so caught up in a routine. And a lot of times when that happens... life forces you to slow down. So mm-hmm. I know for, I say Dan and I have this conversation all the time because I know that when he's on this road of like, I got to keep going, got to go, 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 go. And he will like, sometimes he doesn't know when to stop. Yeah. And he will just keep going. And every time he gets to that point, life forces him to slow down. He gets sick. And not just like a little like cough here and there, like, you know, pneumonia or or something, bronchitis, something that literally has you down for a few days. And I think that's what the pandemic did for a lot of people. We were on this track of like, go, 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 go. And we were almost like robots, right? And I know a lot of you guys out there that are listening um, have felt that, you know, that robotic like the same feeling, it was like Groundhog said, the same thing every day, the same thing every day that you don't even know how to think differently. You know, this is just yep. what it is. And a lot of times, like we became like stuck in that place, in that person. And what the pandemic did is force us to change, force yeah. us to slow down, force us to say, hey, I need to either look at what's happening as it's happening to me or for me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you were, if it was happening to you, you, then you became the victim. And if you, if it was happening for you, then you became the victor. So oh, that's a good I way think of for me, 
I think for me, it was like one of those things that, cool, I can't change what's happening right now, but I can change how I think about it. I can change some of the things that I'm doing. If there was something that I always wanted to change or was in the back of my mind, this is my time. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like there were so many great things that happened, you know, during or after the pandemic. And it was only because, you know, you looked at it as being something that was happening for you. And you took that opportunity that many have looked at as like a terrible, devastating, horrible thing and sat and dwelled in that. And there was a few people that was like, you know what? I'm going to use this time that I have for my family, for my children. I'm going to pick up a new hobby. I'm going to get some more ideas. I'm going to change my career. Yeah. I'm going to do all of these things. And now we're, this is the aftermath of the mindset that changed. Yeah. You know, and I know for you, it happened like you change jobs. You change, I change uh, jobs. You know, companies and, yep. you know, and for you, I know that like now you're in this whole different position and, mm-hmm. you know, probably if it wasn't for the pandemic, you might not have been in the right mindset to accept that. No, I, I really wasn't. And I'm even like, as you're thinking first want to underscore use what you said about the mindset shift. Like if it's happening for you, you're already on a slingshot, right? Like you're already on a springboard into that next thing that's for you. And I just love that because that's a simple mindset shift. But we have to be accountable to doing that for ourselves. The second thing I want to say is it doesn't have to be grandiose. It could be the simplest things. So like, for example, in in my old job, sometimes it would really be hard for me to go against the grain of like picking my family over work. And, you know, I, I would just kind of look around me. I knew that my colleagues were staying late. I knew that, you know, uh, uh, the leaders were there at all hours. And it was harder for me to use my voice to say, no, this isn't right. Like, we need these people to have balance with their family and their life and some level of harmonious joy of their life. And it was harder for me to use my voice there then this new job past post pandemic to say like, mm-hmm. you know, if everybody is still here at four o'clock and, and that's what they choose to do, then that's on them. But like, yep. I have to get somebody somewhere by five o'clock. That's my circumstances. Yep. And it's not to say that I will do less work than them. It's just different. Like it's different yeah. hours, different times. Maybe that means I'm checking in later, but I have to stick to that boundary and I'm yeah. able to use my words now to say, no, like I'm, I'm, I'm not sneaking out. I'm, I'm going to take care of my family, which is why I work, right? It's all for my family and, and to provide a life that, that we're happy with. And so I'm out of here. Peace out. It's four yeah. o'clock. If you're going to stay later because you need to and or you're scared to, then that's on you. Let me help you find your voice. But I'm out of here because it's four o'clock. Yeah. And this is to piggyback off the alpha, what you were talking about earlier, like being present and, you know, your child's education and in school and things like that. And that was something that you even talked to me about on the side, on a sidebar through text message. And you were like, I want to be there for my children. I want to, I want them to know my face. I want the school, the teachers, you know, to know my face and know who I am. And I think for, you know, you, you wouldn't be able Mm -mm to do those things that you really want to do. And I think a lot of us have the things that are in our heart that we really want. We want it. We really want to be able to do. 
We really want to, you know, explore other options or to be that that face of, you know, your your child's class and have the all the kids know you and and all those things. Like in our hearts, like a lot of times we we want those things, but our day to day won't allow us to have those things. And it's a mind shift change, but it's a physical change and yeah, setting boundaries and know that like, Hey, this is my time that I want to carve out. I want to be this, this mom that is present in my child's education and, and, you know, their schools and things like that. I need to make that a priority. Yeah. So creating these boundaries. And like I said, with COVID and the shutdown of the pandemic, like allowed a lot of people to create boundaries. Like, you know, yep. I work from this time to this time. I am with my children from this time to that time. So if you're out there and you have something in your heart that you want to explore and this thought or this feeling has come to you time and time again, it won't ever happen if you don't change anything. Yeah, I love that. Change in general can be scary but it's always necessary. So if you're feeling those feelings, stop, look at where you're at and say, how can I shift to make yeah. this thing that is, you know, yearning inside me a priority. And just I love that. Do like it. turning up the volume on whatever that burning desire is inside of you. The way you turn up the volume is the architecture of your day. And yes. that's kind of what you're saying is like, if you're saying you want your kids' friends to know who you are, then you have to be around your kids' friends. Like if you're saying that you want to write a book, then you have to spend time writing and you have yeah. to be in that creative mindset. If you're yeah. saying that you're, you want to live a healthy life, then you have to move your body. You have to be mindful about what you're putting into your body. And it's like yes. the architecture of of that experience matters. Yes. Yes. If you want to be that person that wakes up early and can and can work out in the morning before you go to work, that way you don't feel like, you know, it either doesn't get done or you don't feel like, you know, you, when you come home from work, you don't feel like it, then that means you have to go to bed early the night before. Yeah. Start with yeah. that. Because if you have this yearning desire to like being that person that works out before work, it won't happen unless you change something, right? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if it could happen, then it would be already happening. Yep. But it's not because there's something blocking it. So if that something is I want to, you know, be able to work out before I go to work, then the change is I need to go to bed an hour or two hours, whatever, earlier. Yeah. So that this could happen. Setting and, those boundaries and, with yourself and understanding that is is how you get there. Totally. Um, and that's kind of why I just broadly say I thank COVID because I think COVID allowed society to see us as a whole person, not just a worker, not just a mom, not just a this, not just a that. Like we're a whole person that, and we have to kind of figure out how it all works. Did you want to do another shout out? Well, Beth, I, I guess wonder- I don't need to shout out nobody else. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, all right, enough of that. Enough, enough thank yous. Listen, I do want to do one more shout out. And See. you will have a similar shout out because our parents are very much the same. We kind of grew up in a little similar mm-hmm. of a context. 
And I do want to thank my parents for always teaching me that everyone matters and everyone has an invisible backpack that you know nothing about. And it has taught me to bring a level of love to people that I don't even know and a level of caring for society as a whole as us as a community as a whole. Um, And I I just do want to really thank my parents for instilling that in me because I think it has made me, you know, who I am and has really been like the current of who I am. I was always raised where you treat the janitor and the principal with the same respect Mm -hmm. and going throughout life, just understanding. And this is a shout out to my parents as well. Um, Going through life with that understanding that nothing else matters besides the character of a person. How they were raised, where they come from, what they do, what they have, where they're going, are all things that don't really matter. Yeah. It's about the core soul of that person. Are you connected? Growing up, just, you know, being diversified, in so many different areas. And I know that, you know, we can't help how we grow up. We don't, we can't help what we're born into. So if you were not a person that, that grew up with diversity and, you know, naturally you didn't have that, this is no shame to you whatsoever. Um, but becoming an adult and never experiencing that, that is something that you can control. Mm-hmm. And just, and, and I don't mean just diversity and just race, diversity in all kinds of people. And, you know, I'm so grateful that, and I never understood it, but until now in my adult years, but being diversified, you know, with so many different kinds of people has taught me now to be able to understand people's lives And that ultimately trickles down to, you know, not passing too much judgment on people. Yeah, that's what I was Because you understand like, oh, you came from this. I get that. I understand that. I knew someone that did that or I've experienced this or, you know, just having understandings. And that, if anything, my parents have instilled and given me so much, but allowing me to see the world in my own light has been one of the greatest gifts that I'm forever thankful for my family and my, mm. and my parents. So thank, thank you to you guys. Thank you to the parents. Thank you to the parents we have, to the parents we are becoming, you know, thank you to the friends. Thank you to the spouses and partners, our children and for being a pain in the ass. For being resilient and <laughs> and not eating the potatoes, <laughs> not eating the potatoes and making you order Caesar salads out against you know? your will, <laughs> against your will, even though you said you weren't doing it, you you know picking your battles, picking you know, your a battles. Par- a little parenting hack there is instead of saying what do you want for dinner, saying Zara, I need help making a choice between these three things that I already have in the house. What do you choose? <laughs> I love that, Beth, and I'm going to do that because I was actually, I was annoyed. I was like, she was eating her salad. Set, I was looking at her you like. set yourself up. I did. And I knew that once we got there, I knew that once I said that, I knew what it was. And I, and it was like, ultimately, I was like, I should have, I shouldn't have done that. But you now did I did. So now, so, you know, learn from your mistakes. 
<laughs> but yeah, so if you guys are listening, I'm so excited. I'm so happy and it makes me feel so good that we did this episode of just sharing how thankful we are. And um, and sometimes we know these things, right? But speaking them out and like, you know, hearing them and, and talking about them, it, it just takes it to a different level. Yeah. And it almost takes it into like your a whole like manifestation kind of like process and like putting those good things out there, you know, actually saying and feeling like how thankful and how grateful you are. Like you'll get that back in return. So thank you for even like putting this out there saying that this would be a great episode. And it really is. It makes me feel good. Like I'm so excited we did this. Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah. I needed it. Cool, cool. Well, if you guys are still listening to us rant, make sure you give us a follow. Not prant, praise. If you're still listening to us, praise the many things. Then we are so grateful for you guys too. We're so thankful for you guys for listening every week. Keep on listening. Keep tuning in. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. We're grateful for you guys. Bye. Bye.